It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Oh yeah, we got you loud and clear. Stefan the Phenom, what's going on with you, Femmo? 
Oh, oh, what's good? What's good, man? I couldn't hear nothing at first, man. I was like, what's going on with the squad, man? What's going on? They fucking with us again? Damn. Man, they dropped me out again, man. I had to call back in, man. So let me start off, man. Got to say, shouts out, man. Welcome to the Topology Live AM show, man. I'm the man. Y'all know everything stay jerking. We got an awesome show for y'all, man. We got the one and only our one and only brand ambassador, Top on the Radio Network System. The one and only brand ambassador, Top on the Radio Network System. Stefan the Phenom, live on air with us right now, man. And we're going to be getting into some of these real-life slave letters and real-life slave interviews, man. we got to get back into our session and bust it in. I know a lot of brothers run from it or discussing these type things, man, but I'm going to try to encourage more brothers, man, to get involved, man, tune in, listen, uh, get their thoughts, their reactions, all that good stuff, man, because this is our history, and a lot of people talk about it around Black History Month, and then that's it. A lot of people be you, of course, you know, social media and fronting and this and this and that, but then when you really get down to it and want to discuss it, man, they all scatter and they all run away. You know what I mean? And we got to stop that, man. The past is very important for our future. And we don't, we can't understand some of the things in the past if we don't discuss them. If we don't hear from real life people that was in those times, different, or, or, and a lot of them got different opinions about their situations. It is what it is. But we have to learn these things. We have to know these things. And we have to discuss these things, man. So we can keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward. But nowadays, a lot of our people don't know our own history. A lot of people don't know their own history. So without us discussing it, man, not just for us, but you got to think about it, especially here on Top on the Radio, man, Top on the man. Every time the show is replayed, man, and the show going to be able to be replayed forever. So it's no telling what a uh, younger generation is rocking and listening or been listening, man. So it might give them some information and some knowledge on some history that they might not be getting or might not have came across. I ain't going to say they don't know because you, you, you can't get mad or you can't knock a person for not knowing information that has never been presented to them. You know what I mean? Or never been... Um, in a position to where it could be presented to them where they can stumble across it. You know what I mean? So if it's left out of textbooks and, uh, you know, they famous rappers or ball players or whoever not really talking about this type of stuff, then nine times out of ten, man, they're going to grow up. And you can meet cats now who don't know some of my history. And it's it's a sad thing, but also it's an inspiring thing because it's people like us and many, many others, man, who have already been doing things like this, have already been doing it and inspired me. This gives us a platform and an opportunity to to share that knowledge, man, to share some of that history, to, to let allow our, our people our age and up and people younger that's rocking to learn some of the real history that's out there, man, and get a better understanding of how some of our ancestors, uh, the strength, the willpower, the faith, the courage, the mustard, whatever you want to call it, man, back then in those times, how much they wielded and they had and they how much they pushed through. And if they could do that, that in, in those times and what we're going through in our times is very inspiring, man. Very inspiring. They was faced with a lot of life or death situations, man. No games, no ifs, ands, or buts, no medicine, no none of that. They crossed the line sometimes, and it was death. 
It was severe punishment. And they some of them, man, a lot of them took that. And they still pushed. They still pushed. And they still showed love. Man, that's amazing to me, man. And that's why I get excited with doing this because you can take so much out of it. But Stefana Fina, man, let me, let me with you, man. What's going on, man? How you wake up feeling this morning? Man, I wake up and I'm feeling good though, but I'm you know, this this cold is still kinda of fucking with me, man. So you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm good and I just got to drinking some tea with some lemon in it and I put all I like about Six cough drops in that motherfucker. So I'm straight now. So it's just straight up. So straight much up, shit man. going straight on. Got to yeah, be safe around is, this motherfucker. You right, man. Got to be safe, man. And then, gotta be as safe. a matter of fact, since we on this, since we on this topic, I just me and my it my hurts. grandmother and I we had a conversation a little earlier, right? Talking about how history gonna repeat itself. Now, yes. Um, back in the day. If you didn't listen to what the police and them said back in the day, you know, well, Martin Luther King was around and everything, you know, they they used to come out there and they beat the crap out of us and then hose us down as water and everything, you know, with the water hose and shit. I think that might, they they go fuck around and right. probably do that shit again because, you know, it's a lot of people that's not listening, you know, especially these young-ass kids too these days, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. I'm like, damn. What is going on out here? They telling us to stay home, and there's kids out here at 9, 10 o'clock at night still doing what they want to do, and the police grabbing their ass and telling them to go home. But they go, yeah. they, you never you never know what they're going to do, though, because they might, they might have to do that again, you know, hold us down. You know, you know, like they did back in the day. That wasn't cool what they did back in the day, but, you know, like, I, like me and my, my grandmother and I, Discuss history might fuck around and repeat itself, and they might have to do that shit again because of these kids. I feel, I feel you on the viewpoint on that, man. Let me get we got famo also too, man. Also, man, my famo, man, man, me and famo real, real close, man. My business partner, hey, man. A lot of moves that's been made in the past, man. This guy right here made them with me, man. We made them together. And it is what it is today. Oh, you dig? The one and only, man, Jack the official. Famo, what's going on with you? Man, what's good? Good morning, good morning, good morning, Famo. What's good with you? What's good with man, you? What's good? You got the name, Famo. Hey, man, look, Stefan, it's not a matter of whether history going to repeat itself. It's really a matter of when. Because yeah, you think yeah, about it, that's true too. You think, you think about this little pandemic we got? We don't have the same pan, the same type of pandemic, man. More in multiple instances in the past. You know what I'm saying? With the Spanish flu. You know what I'm saying? H one N one. All that shit, you know right? You know, you, I mean, you can go back, man, and just you know what I'm saying. You can see where we've had these type of instances before. Not only mention that, but you know what I'm saying, Obama was even trying to put something in place, you know what I mean, to 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 really, you know what I'm saying, stay, get on top of this before it even occurred, even back when we had the, the Ebola scare and the H1N1 and swine flu scare, you know what I mean? Right, true that, true that. But everybody, everybody still hated them. Everybody hated the fact he tried to get on top of that and try to end it before it even happened, and everybody hated him for that. 
Right. But the thing about it is, though, even at that, we still have one, and even you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> even prior to you know March, February, you know what I'm saying. Like you had a child, one of the Chinese doctors from Wuhan. You know what I'm saying. Like he was saying, you know what I mean. They pretty much shut him down, throwed him on the front lines. You know what I'm saying. The silence him. You know what I mean. Right. <clears throat> you know we we know it's a lot of different conspiracy theories going around right now. You know what I mean with the 5G and all that whatnot. But even even at that, we still have war warning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and, and the words say pride always come before fall. You know what I mean? And look right. at the response. Look at the That's response. True. Look at the response that our president gave. You know what I'm saying to the warning. You know what I mean? He he looked at it as fake news instead of investigating the situation thoroughly. Before making that decision, <clears throat> so really, our border should have been closed way back before February. You know what I mean? We shouldn't have been letting nobody in or out. <clears throat> right, right, right. That's true. That's true. But like, yeah, that's true. I agree. Like me personally, man, when it comes to Black History, man, I believe, like. You know, pretty much the same way you do. Like, man, if if our ancestors and our elders was here to see the, you know, what I'm saying, the catastrophe that the younger generation is starting to leave behind, they just as bad as a tornado. You know what I mean? Confused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No guidance. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just no one way to ever though. You know. No guidance. That's real. That's real, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're touching on this and you're speaking on this, famo man, and y'all discussing this because you know, what I mean, this is what's going on right now, and you know, everybody get a website and stuff like that. But uh, everything that y'all saying, someone who might not be looking at it that way, this this is a whole nother viewpoint for you, and this this real. This ain't no make believe view like it's real, real deal. And that's and I'm saying that's that's real, that's righteous right there. I look and, and pardon and look pardon my uh my cough. I ain't got the corona, you know what I'm saying? I got the marijuana, but I'm having a breath. <laughs> Already, you know, hey, we all three. Hey, look, we all hey, three. Hey, hey, put one in the air for me. I ain't even got my shit yet, man. Put one in the air for me, bro. Really, you know what I'm saying? So I look, so I look, so I don't want y'all to think, you know what I'm saying? Niggas stick on the phone with you, but now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? My family, you know what I'm saying? Pac, he know, like, so I'm saying, three years ago, I almost died. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? On the ground trying to provide for my family. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, I look death in the face, bro. You know what That's I mean? True. And, oh, and, and I, I, I've always known, you know what I'm saying, in my heart and in my, you know what I'm saying, in my mind, you know what I'm saying, that it's always been somebody looking out for me. <clears throat> you know what I mean? That's right. Like, it ain't nothing but the man. Up, it ain't nothing but the man really. upstairs. You feel? Right. I, I've seen. I, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen death itself too. When I was, I told you when I was little. You know, in 1993, I got hit by a car. So of course I met him. But you know, yeah. God was like, Nah, get away from him. He ain't. He he need to grow up and mature. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's why I'm still here sure to this day. And, and I thank and I thank him every day for that. You know what I'm saying. So you know, everybody 
saw everybody <clears throat> met Jeff, and everybody shook his hand, but, you know, he ain't take us with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's all because of the man yeah. upstairs, the grace of God. That's real. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I looked at it like this, you know what I'm saying? For me, it was a sign that everybody is here for a purpose. And if <clears throat> and if, if, you're, if if you ain't dead yet, it's because you still have a reason for being. You know, we talk about this younger generation not having no guidance, you know what I mean? I ran into a youngster probably about like a month or so ago, you know what I mean, who literally we had to take a gun out of his hand, you know what I'm saying, physically because he wanted to end his life, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. It's it's crazy because you never know why you're here or for what reason you in you know what I'm saying, you in a place or a position that you in, you know what I'm saying, until it happens, you know what I mean? Like Demo, you know what that is? That's that sweet music. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that, most definitely, yeah. That's that sweet oh, yeah, music, that, man. Yeah, that's just crazy. That that's just crazy ass music out here, man. Yeah, that's that that's what it is. That right there, that that what you just uh laid out there for us, man. Real life situation. No blow up, you know, no T V stuff. Real life situation, man, that real people was involved with. And had it not been for those people, for y'all that was involved, whoever with you was involved or whatever, if it had not been for those people, man, the situation would have turned out very, very uh, critical, very sad, and, and a, lo- a life would have been lost. And like you said, everybody got God. a purpose, and, and you never know what your purpose could be along this journey. But right there what you said, man, that's what I consider sweet music, man. That's the stuff, man, that you hear and can change your life. You know what I mean? Can can stop you from from hurting yourself, hurting somebody else, keep you going, inspire you, motivate you, save you. You know what I mean, man? That's the real sweet hey, music. Man. <clears throat> but like, you know what? Person, you know what's also. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know what's all? You know what? What also it is, and not just the music. These guns is giving these kids power too, though. Yeah, ain't nobody right. using their hands out. Ain't nobody using their hands and box the square and say, "What's up, man?" You know, after you beat each other ass, you know what I'm saying? You shake your, you shake your hand. Okay, we done had our beef. We done fought it out. Now let's be cool with it. I mean, you ain't got to be my friend or nothing, but you know, if I, I, I mean, I you know, let's just put, be cool. I love. I love. We, I, we can take it back. We can take it back to the sticks and stones. You know what I'm saying? Football in the street. Think about this. You know what I'm saying? In our in our generation, nine times out of ten, the nigga that you had the most skiffles with probably the, probably your right hand man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm That's talking true. about y'all that had knockdown drag outs, bro. But I, I guarantee you, neither one of y'all gonna let nobody else do either, either one of you wrong. Oh, most definitely. Because I mean, it's it's this it's this it's this cat that I know. And I've been knowing him since I was little, and we always had, you know, run-ins with each other. We fought, we did all that stuff, but, you know, I've been cool with him since I was little, and we still cool to this day. He know, he know, I'm, he know, we, we know, we call each other brother and everything. I'm like, man, what's up, man? And every time we, every time he got beef, I'm like, man, what's up? Do I need to talk fast? He's like, nah, bro, ain't no need to do all that, because I know how you is. Like, I know you too, bro. (laughs) I'm like, I know you too, bro, but for real, though, I don't need to pop out, though. He'd be like, nah. 
I was like, all right, just make a show, man. You right? He like, cool. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I got his back just like he got mine, man. And that's, and that's what this world has stopped doing. Everybody don't have everybody back no more. Don't nobody have nobody back look, no more. We steady throwing dirt on each other. And we steady, you know what I'm saying? Look, since the foundation, you know what I'm saying, uh, of the African-American as a people in, in the U.S., bro, they they mission has been division from the gate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. They divided and conquered us before we even got here. They still right. doing the same thing. How many households, you know, still sit down as a family and eat dinner together? Right. You know, it's not even, not even, you can't even count on your hands. You can't even right. count on your hands, I mean. <laughs> right. That, then it goes, it goes back to this. How many households is, has an absentee parent? Nine times out of ten, it's the father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. the vision has always been the plan. If you can divide, you can conquer. You know what I'm saying? And they keep us divided. That's why we. That's why we so easily conquer. You know what I mean? The ones. You know what I'm saying? If you black and you got some, you know what I'm saying? You forget about where you came from. I ain't saying everybody, but a lot of them do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying? You got us bad and bougie. We thinking we better than other African Americans, and you know what I'm saying? Thinking we better than our own people when we all been through the same struggle. You know what I'm saying? Granted, yeah, exactly. some, some, some of our people, yeah, some of our people grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. Okay, that's cool, but that means somebody before them worked hard to accomplish that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the way blacks was in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even before that, the unity that they had, we lack it now. And that's crazy that we lack that right now, man. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. When, when, when in these times, we should be more together than anything. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Harriet Tubman had, Harriet Tubman had a look. Harriet Tubman had a vision to find a way out of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. King, look, and Martin, Martin Luther King had a dream. Had it not been for Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King's dream would have still been in vain. Because somebody had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right now the problem is, yeah. man, we don't have enough we don't have enough people that's in position to stand up for us to stand up for us, man. Right. It's too it's too many followers out there, not enough leaders. That's true, man. I but agree look, with leaders, you. Man. Look, look, leaders, look, leaders, leaders don't want look, leaders but, don't want to lead us and shepherds don't want to feed us. You know what I'm saying? Straight boy, up. You just hit that right on the board, boy. That's real shit. Man, that's man, real shit. Look, you man, said that shit correctly, bro. Up. Man, I, you can call me Calhoun Tubbs, man. I wrote a song about it, man. Mm Straight up, man. Straight up. Straight up, man. I'm loving, I'm loving it, man. Because this is this is real talk, man, and, and real insight, man. And you know, a lot of people, man, going crazy. Just a lot of things going on, man. And some of the things that y'all took, well, everything that y'all touched on, man, is very important. But you, you don't, you, you starting to hear less, less people, especially in these times. I've noticed it. Talk about real stuff. Everybody, it's, it's cool to talk about the virus, but. 
not not in the sense of of the context that y'all just broke down. Do y'all did that make clear? Like y'all just went through a whole viewpoint and 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 broke each of y'all viewpoint down very well. You know what I mean? And along with the virus, and that's one thing that I've been you know what I mean pushing certain people to do. Like if you're gonna speak on it, then go on and speak on it. You know what I mean? So, man, I appreciate y'all uh, speaking man, that's, on that's it. That's the thing is, man, if I'm on that, it's too simple. You know what I mean? Every, you, right, you think about right. it. Every, every, time, every, time, every time, every time, every time a Negro get out of place, he disappeared. That is true. Right. Right, right, right. That that show is what what the case is. Is every time every time we speak on our, we speak our mind and we you know we put it out here in this world, the government they fucking see it. They're like, you don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Or you know they 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 see us as a threat. They see us as a threat. I don't but know we, why, but, but we as, but we as but we as a people don't see that. We are a threat, man. But you know why a lot? I'm gonna say you know why a lot of people don't see that is because we too focus on seeing each other as a threat uh, people and not the real thing, right? And not the real reason why. What you say? What you what you say, Jay? I didn't hear you. I said they idolize the living thing. That's true. That's true. What you say, Stephanie Fina? No, nah, I, I was agreeing with you. I was like, man, that's true. That's true, though. And they not they they don't yeah. know the reason why. When we don't even yeah. know the reason why we don't we we see each other as a threat. We we don't know the reason why. Or is yeah. it that or we don't want to know the reason why? Well, nah, we don't reason, each other the reason, for, for look, no reason. The reason why is because they got us focused on material things. It's straight up. Straight up. Brand, look, yeah. design, designer brands, you know what I'm saying, iced out jewelry, you know what I mean, fine cars, big house that you mm-hmm. can't pay for. Trying to That's be true. something that we not. Trying to be something that we not. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, man. Let's take a real quick break, man, real quick, man. Y'all definitely hitting on some great, great, great topics, man. Y'all choppies, man, legendary, man. So we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, man, bring both of y'all on, man. And uh, I want to get y'all thoughts, man, especially I got both of y'all on, man, Femo and, and Jag. You already know, man, we've had many conversations about many things, so I definitely love your issues. Especially when it comes to this history, man, you be on your shit. And uh, Stefan the Phenom, man, you as well, man. Y'all, I, I respect y'all viewpoints, man. So when we come back, man, I'm going to uh, give you uh, one of these letters, man, and, and just get y'all viewpoints on these letters, man. I appreciate y'all, especially as brothers, man, and we voice y'all opinion real situations, man, and really getting down to the mustard, man. So I thank both of y'all. For sure, for sure. Already. So this is what we going to do, man. We got to get into this one right here. Uh, this one is this Hyenas, man. This one uh, sent in from Push Audio, man. And you can get the Hyenas off the Push Audio Soulful City. 
I mean, the Soulful City Mix, man. It's the Push Audio Soulful City Mix Illiteracy. It's that hyenas. I got dreams, too. Trying to break bread with the greatest Both are broke dead and deflated Till I woke, I'm a hyena Rolling packs with no hiatus Roll seat back, listen to tracks I'm driving, waving, say hi haters On that indie, got my whipping On the hunt, so call us raiders On the lost spark and it's all starts We was all hard Mike and some ticket here, key parts Studio right in that hallmark You was in them all copping that Paul Blar Didn't fall for it, never was the one following trance Then again, how can I say I'm the realest alive First song on my ounce, pretend I don't know how many moments I got off to spend Most important Currency that you could give You out here chasing the paper I sit here hating the fact that I ate with my kids Say that it's worth it, gave in to the biz So praying to God like I'm making amends For all the mistakes in my own home Still got the feeling I'm a little bit displaced Filled with adrenaline, try to keep it this pace Know that I can, comes with the mistakes This is who I am, pray to the code No more sitting on the fence days No more can I pay the rent days Transform to the sensei Still not influenced by the Bentleys I ride my own life to my lips Yeah, Non-traditional in my thinking That's probably magnifying with each glass that I'm drinking Imagining bigger picture The chances seem to be shrinking Waking in crazy hours Can't chase the dream when you sleeping We built different They still praying that it manifests My goal is to never let movement detection cameras rest Local to global and plotting potential planets Next threat of taking one of mine I'll show you a man success Check the scoreboard Used to being down a few Persevere for those who never stop saying they proud of you Ask for relief and get nothing It's like they heard you wrong But start a winning streak and everybody got your jersey on They fair weather, we fare better without a leaf Wherever you found them, see their pleasure is doubting on the noose Irrelevant who's not sicker But the primary ones hating ain't necessarily rocking Money closing holes, they ain't running Victims and offenders Go to war 
of that song right there, man. So you know, man. Also, you being on the producer side, being on the artist side, man, being on the CEO side, business on the side, hosting shows, putting together all of that, man. What's your overview, man? Let's start with that last one right there, man, from the Push Audio, Soulful City, Sean Augustus, that city of mine. Man, just real talk, man, off the top, bro. It sounds like a real pretty solid track, man. Okay, okay. Straight up. You know, straight and, up, and not a, I mean, and not just that, though. You know, it had a little, you know, it had subject matter to it, too. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he really, it sounded like he put a little thought into it when he was putting it together. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Before that, did you have a chance to catch that one? Did you like that one as well? The uh, hyena. Yeah, the hyenas. Yeah, that was fire right there. Okay, okay. And you know, that's the second one, man. The first one that we actually uh, push audio actually dropped on us was the push audio love and hate. You know what I mean? So we we still keep that in heavy rotation. And the last one that they dropped on us, man, was the Push Audio Soul for City. So uh, the Hyenas and that Shine Augusta City of Mines is both off of the uh, Push Audio Soul for City. You know what I mean? That asylum and that all of it and and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. played. The other ones from Push Audio, that's all from the Soul for City Love and Hate. So big shouts out to them, man. They rocking with us, man. We rocking with them. You didn't got your other review right there live on air, man. So that made, what, three, four live reviews right there, man. So let's go ahead, man. Let's dive into this letter, man, so I can get y'all uh, y'all reactions, man. Just y'all viewpoints, you know what I mean, with y'all knowledge on this. So this one right here, man, is, uh, and for everybody that's just new to the readings or anything like that, we all the to read from a book called The Slave Testimony, which is two centuries of letters, speeches, interviews, and autobiography. All right, so if you want to know the hearts and secrets of slaves, the thoughts of slaves, you must study the testimony of the blacks. And this is edited by John W. Blassingame. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to get off into this first one right here, man. And this first one is from Mr. Bradwell, all right? He was interviewed in 1863, Kentucky. Enslaved Kentucky, shoemaker and a minister. All right, so the interview starts off like this 1863, Mr. Bradwell, right? Let's get it. Mr. Bradwell was formerly a slave, but is now a Methodist preacher. He said he bought himself paying most of the price himself and his church paying the rest and taking a deed of him so that he is nominally the slave of the church, but that is merely to meet the requirements of the law. He has a comfortable house and works at shoemaking part time uh, part of the time and preaches and exhorts the rest. He was sold by the hairs of his first master, who were his nephews. And when Doctor uh, sold, uh, when they sold him, man, it's crazy, man. It's just crazy when you hear you know selling people. So it's like, who were his nephews? And when doctors uh, how visit the house, one of these nephews who had come to town, um, he was at the house, man, and his horse was in the colored man's stable. He said that the colored Methodist pulpit of the city is now supplied by the white Methodist clergy in succession, their colored preacher being absent, that there are two large Methodist churches 
and that a majority of the members are slaves. He states that within the past year, one of these churches raised 700 and the other 650 toward paying off their debt, and that slaves contribute largely towards this. So that seven hundred dollars and that six fifty hundred dollar debt in eighteen sixty-three was gathered by those two churches and contributed largely to that. So which was paying off the debts. You did now that was uh review right there that was done in eighteen sixty-three Kentucky and Slade, Kentucky. Done with Mr. Bradwell, and that was from Mr. Bradwell's actual viewpoint of what some the two churches, how they did come together. And you heard paying off these people's debts, man. So we got another one, good one for you, too. But let's bring everybody back and get their quick thoughts on that one right there. So, Jack, the official, man, let me get your thoughts on, on, on that right there, man, that interview from Mr. Bradwell. What's your thoughts? I mean, like, I think, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of African-Americans, Slaves go back really to kind of what we was talking about earlier. You know what I'm saying? They really applied themselves. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that right. right there is just really kind of like one, just one testament. You know what I'm saying? To you know what I mean? Really, the power of, of our people, man. Mhm. That's real. Step on the feet now, man. Get your thoughts on that right there. Man, that that I was listening to that, and I'm like, okay, so that's good that everybody pitched in together, and that's also good that he went from a slave to a preacher, and then everybody pitched in to help out with that death that happened, which is also good, though, so that he got everybody together, you know, working together, actually, to help pay mm-hmm. that off, and that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Straight up, straight up, man. I, I, I agree with you, man. I got I the same with y'all, man. I feel that you know, like I said, with the, when it comes for the churches coming together, man, that right there show you that in those times, man, people did come together and trying times to help each other out or to save each other. Or, or to lend a hand, or, or you know, what I mean whatever it, it, it shows to me, whatever the case may be, whatever the cause, man, those people was gonna help each other to, you know what I mean, to help each other, and and that's what mm-hmm. I think the key about back. So, you know, you come together, things can actually be done. You can actually help. Mhm. Well, straight up. And I think a lot of people, man, you know, especially now, man, if you realize that back then what what they was faced with, like you said about and he bought himself, but the other half church paid for. So he was really, you know what I mean, kinda like a slave for the church just for the law, for the legal reason, right? Kinda like on Django, man. Everybody seen Django when when dude said, you know, you Right, right, just like like Django, right. Yeah, just like yeah. that. But, you know, he was free, but, you know, basically he was a free man. And then hooking up, you know what I mean, with the church, really being about the church and helping people. And like they said, man, Methodist churches, you know what I mean, down there in that area. So you had two of the biggest Methodist churches who the majority of their members 
were slaves. Mm-hmm. And all throughout history, you'll hear about, you know, the slaves in, in church, worship, uh, things like that, man, hope. You know what I mean? Faith, standing on that faith, standing on that hope, man. You'll hear them type of things, man, because that's what they, you know, that's what they believed in, man, and that's what kept getting them through. So I believe that's just really powerful, man. That's just how I see it, though, man. What y'all thinking? Yeah. I already, it, I mean, I, 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 right. Same thing. Because, you know what I mean, we came from appraising people. That's the foundation of our history, you know what I mean? That's really that's real. But people don't want. Now, but see, at the same, but see, at the same time, yeah, we come from that. We come from that. But people don't acknowledge that, and that's what sucks. People don't acknowledge what we can't, what went through, what we went through back in the day, man. People don't acknowledge that, and that's and that's crazy to me that people don't want to acknowledge that. They don't look at it. They think it's a lot of them think it's bullshit, but it's really not. If you really do your right. research, like. We do our research on this radio, the three of us, the way we do our research, don't nobody else do no research like us. Yeah, it's real, man. It's real. And, and, and I know, because we, we got another one, man, and it's from Kentucky, too, man. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to all our Kentucky listeners out there, man. We ain't picking on y'all state or nothing like that, man. It's just y'all got a lot of a lot of history, man, a lot of uh, slaves from that time, and those time periods, especially in 1863, was able to be interviewed, you know what I mean? And, and and some of their interviews are in museums, some of their interviews have been put in in papers historically. You can you can go check them out, you know what I mean? Look them up, certain things like that, man. So all very credible, you know what I mean? All very credible, not no made up names, made up fiction, all real life, man. And that's the beauty beauty of it. And and I know we just dropped Mr. Bradwell and of course he was from too. And we're going to drop this one because it's right along the lines of certain things that we be talking about and certain things that Jack the official spoke on and a few things that Stefano Finam has spoke on just here on the show. So this one here is from Charlotte Burris, all right? Charlotte Burris. It was interviewed in 1863 Kentucky. Again, it was enslaved Kentucky. And it's not really known what at the time that uh, person you know, uh, job was with a particular skill that they did to make their income however they could. So let's get into this interview, 1863 in Slake, Charlotte Burris, man. I don't know exactly how long I have been free, about eight or nine years, I reckon. My husband bought me. My people moved away and didn't want to take me, and they let him have me. He didn't pay a great deal, but it was as much as I was worth. My mistress said, she favored me because I was afflicted. My husband didn't pay more than $25 for me. We have been getting along tolerably well since. My husband is about, is badly afflicted as I am, but he still does tolerable smart. He doesn't get no great things for wages. He has no regular work, only jobs. White washing season, he does tolerably well. I was hired out just as long as I was able to be hired, and then they let my husband buy me. So the interviewer asked him the question, how old are you? Well, this is what she grieves me a good deal. I can't tell my age to save my life. You know, when children are separated from their parents early, they don't know how old they are. So when you was hired out, how much did they allow you out of it? She responded, 
Not one cent. For some three or four years, I was hired out for $100 a year. After that, it was 60 50 and the long so. And then after my husband hired me, we had to give $50 a year. I am obliged to, to do work and yet sick and sickened. We have never been troublesome to anybody. If it is little, we have enough and are satisfied what we have. And that's Charlotte Burris. That was that was that part of the interview. She got another part of the interview, and we'll kick it that. So she had belonged to General Torres Strange. All right? She had two boys. She said, I pay a dollar a week to him and support myself, children, and pay my house rent. I've been hiring myself for over 15 years. I get along very well and keep the hire paid up. You can't pay me to live at home if I can help uh, myself. My master doesn't supply me with anything, not even a little medicine, no more than if I didn't belong to him. Each of my children pay him $2 a week. They work in tobacco in the shops. I support them. One of my boys is 13 years old and the other seven. They get $2 a week pay. If the boys make more than $2 a week apiece, I get what is over. If they don't make that, I have to make it good to them. He has got to have his Saturday night short. I have not had good luck. Sometimes I am ailing, but I always keep up enough to try to make my wages. I have only one room and $3 a month. I live by washing. All right, so let's go ahead and... Let's get everybody back on the line and get their thoughts on this one as well right here. So let's go ahead, uh, Jackie Fisher, man. What's your thoughts right here? I mean, Charlotte Burr's interview in 1863 in Slave, Kentucky. I mean, you got to take the times. You know what I mean? 1863, it was pretty rough back then. You know what I mean? So for them to even have a, a real, a real, you know what I'm saying, live written testimony, you know what I mean, of overcoming obstacles and situations back then is just a blessing in itself. Because back then, I mean, even though we had freed slaves, they still didn't have rights. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's real. That's real. Stefan Afina, man, you got any thoughts on that? What about what about when they asked her, let's say this, what about when they asked her, man, when she was hired out, how much did they allow And when her response was for some three or four years, she didn't get paid not one cent. And then mm-hmm. she was hired out for a hundred dollars a year. And then after that it started going down tremendously from a hundred to 60, to 50, and then, you know, all the way down. And then turn around after her husband had harder, they had to turn around and pay $50 a year back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, that that is a web of, of crookedness all to fucking together, man. What it, what what got me though? What got me is she said for the fact that well actually two things got me. The one the first one that got me she said she was bought by her husband 
Right. By so little, by so little though, she like twenty five, twenty to twenty dollars. Uh, she was bought by her, by, by her because she was because she was afflicted because she was afflicted. She had an affliction. Yeah. Right. And then on top yeah. of that, she didn't want to give out her age because she didn't know herself. Mm-hmm. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's deep, man. That's and, that's, and that's wild, man. It is. And these is, you know what I'm saying? And when she talked about, okay, you know, in her, her second interview, when she was talking about Basically, before you know, her husband, her, her master didn't supply her with anything, not even medicine, nothing. And then how her had to pay two dollars a week to him to to the master at thirteen. Right, and you know, she had to get it from her kids too. You know, thirteen year old and the other one too, though. Yeah, seventeen year old, thirteen and seventeen year old. So two dollars a week, they had to pay in. You know, they already slaves. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, let's get that understand. We already slaves. Their mama is a wash a washerwoman. You feel me? So they working in the tobacco shops, and whatever it is they getting paid. And y'all know, and like 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 Femo Jack the officials pointed out and said in eighteen sixty three, man, it was some ah. So for them to get paid that two dollars a week is probably what they probably was getting paid two dollars a week. You know what I mean? If that, but yeah. that turned around to make that payment to go back in. Uh, and if they fell short, then the mama she had to cover that. And and Jagged Fisher pointed out earlier about how many of the families, you know what I mean, were. You know, it's the single, like, basically like single parent families, or the men is out of the families and things right there. Here go to her, to to not say back up what Femo was talking about, but to, to anybody that that doubt that or don't think that's true, eighteen sixty three. Here go the the evidence right there. Uh huh. That was yeah. the plan. Take the daddy out of the house. You know what I mean? Let the boy, let the kids see the mama providing doing things like that. Mm-hmm. When you look at the yep. money behind it, you look at the money behind it. Look at look at taxes now. You know, and, and, and just just ways that they double tax us on certain money that they say they giving back to us and loans and all this type stuff, man. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. It's still going on to this day, though. Yeah, and that's the thing is, though, you know what I mean? Sla- slavery didn't change. It, it's, not, it's not even about color anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Even right. though, even though, even though blacks are more susceptible, you know what I'm saying? But they segregate us now by tax bracket, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up, man. It's crazy that they do it yeah. like that, though. But it's it's just like it's, it's that's the way it is for them. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. How crazy is it? You know what I'm saying? Like they run a credit check on you. You know what I'm saying? When when you fill out job application, 
That's real. You know what I mean? Like, like, what's what's that all about? Like, so if 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 I if I have the the right documentation and education, you know what I'm saying? You saying my credit score gonna keep me from getting this position? Right, I feel you. You know, yep. you could be a certified CPA and accountant, but you can't work in a bank if you got a bad credit score. That's real. And that's crazy how it's like how it is like that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy though. You know. Yeah, man. That's why I always say, man, the system how they design it, man, is is. People don't like to hear it, but it's the truth, man. It's just not designed for a certain race of people. You know what I mean? And, right. and it's done intentionally. It's done on purpose. And no matter what they say on TV, you know what I'm saying, we all know what the real deal is because we feel the effects of it in our everyday normal life. And it does not mm-hmm. mean so. It's, people got to... Relate the two together, the past, the now, and the future. The past is definitely going to be a picture of actions that we still going to see today, just in a different sense or a different mind frame, different actions. You can say it like that. You know what I mean? Of course, they not got us walking around in chains and, and things like that. But like uh, Femo just pointed out, that's one way right there that is still showing we all know about law enforcement in another way. We all know, you know, I mean, job, I mean you can point it out. There's so many aspects of today's life where it still exists and it's still alive and pumping hard. So it ain't like this is something in American history that they want us to forget because it doesn't happen anymore. This is a part of American history that still happens today, and it happens on a right, right, like right now today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly, and that's what we try to get people to understand. Because a lot of brothers and sisters, man, they overlook it. They overlook the history. They don't like to talk about it. But it would help them understand, like like you hearing from us, you it help them get a better understanding of some of the actions that they encounter today. Because a lot of things is genetically passed down. It's been scientifically proven. A lot of things in history's blood and history DNA. You know what I mean? You got a lot of uh, stories, a lot of um, words and things like this has been passed down and passed down. You still got a lot of documents in people's houses that they keep on lock and key that only their family see, certain medals and things like this. And then once something happens and they pass away, a, co- a, a worker go in there and see they got a Nazi medal. Then boom, come to find out. You know what I mean? You, you don't find out until then. So yeah. definitely, man. Definitely, I, I would say, man, the hi- history would definitely help us kind of understand stuff that's going on now. So if you're overlooking it, man, I, I, I would encourage you, man, take some time, do some reading, and check it out. Cause we got another one, man. We're gonna get into, and this one we're gonna break into two. We might have to break this one into two segments, and we might be able to get all of it, man. But this one, we had to leave Kentucky alone, man. We didn't want Kentucky feel like we was picking on them. But they got a lot of freaking history when it comes to slavery and, and black history, man. Kentucky got a lot of it. And 
I got my blue femo, man, Carlos Moran. Y'all make sure y'all go check him out, man. Uh, Carlos got some uh, hot music, man, in his style and his genre, doing big things down that way. Uh, He's from uh, Wichita, Kansas, moved that way. So big shots out to me, man, much love. But when we come back, man, we got the interview from Premise Smith. All right. And um, he was interviewed in 1938, Kansas. All right. 1938, Kansas is where and when he was interviewed, where he was interviewed. But he was he was interviewed at the age of 94, man. When he was born in 1844, uh, Virginia, and you know, like I said, it took place in in Kansas, which at the time was enslaved Missouri. All right, so he was enslaved Kansas, enslaved Missouri. So we definitely gonna get off into that man from Premise Smith, man. Uh, I, I've read this one a couple times just because it. Just uh, the content that that is involved with, man. So y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all stay right there. Appreciate everybody that's rocking with us, man. Gotta say, shouts out, man, to CTFO, man, changing the future outcome, man. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out, man. Very healthy. Very can get you a discount, man. You gotta contact us and holler at us, man. We got a link that we post up, man. Going through our link and going through us is the way to get your discounts. I know a couple people in inboxes, man, but that's how you get discounts. We got the link up there, man, the business page, all official, real deal, no shaky-wakey, nothing, man. It's all official, man. So you hit that link, you're already in line for the discount. So shouts out to them as well. Shouts out to Pure Vita, man, same thing, man. We got that link out there. You get your discount. We got a code word for you as well, man. You can type that code word in, and you'll be able to get your discount, man. We rocking over this way, man. Like Femo say, man. We winning over here, man. Straight like that. Let's get it. I only want to be where I'm supposed to. Even if that somewhere is without you. But I doubt it. I never was the type to settle down. And never did I think that I would have found that you would be the one to hold me down. Forgive me if I ever doubted. I got your love, I got your love, all of it. I got your love, I got your love, all of it. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? You're the one, you got the words. I got your love, I got your love, all of it. I got your love, I got your love. I just wanna be that girl that knows you. I just wanna be that girl that shows you. All those other brothers only wasted my time. Blotting on me, waiting, saying, girl, you're a dime. Only when we kick it do I ever feel fine. Forgive me if I ever doubt it. Even when the world starts acting bold, we don't ever let 
want to miss a stay it moment like a movie. I don't usually do this. How long you try to hold me? Don't you give me that list. I play and come and get on. Come and get on. Cause you ain't got to worry, babe. Cause I ain't got no worries, Baby girl had it going on. 
on. Cute face, nice shakes, high five in the prayer thong. Pretty brown eyes, standing five five. Some heels, bow legged with a bad bitch status walk. She worked her way to the stage. I went and got me a drink. Before I knew it, she was working at pole. Dropping it slow, baby. Got it to show. Got me wondering, can I get it to go? I'm trying to see what you know. What you know about it? Kind of little bit bad. Headed straight into a sex down. Me and you one on one, make a flea color wet and wild. Yeah, she wet and wild. And can't be ready now. Cause she, she digging the style and loving the way. But then I'm loving the ways and digging the style. I'm addressing her with my eyes. Picture with me in a thousand. My man's going live and I can't believe she got me seen. I could tell from how she worked that pole That lil' mama got some gold Wanna see her out them clothes From the way she shake that ass Had to tell her bring it back But then I told her don't do that Cause she made me rise off in my peace I could tell from how she worked that pole That lil' mama got some gold Wanna see her out them clothes From the way she
say what's jerky, man? Y'all already know this is Mr. Baby. Everything stay jerky. And if you're hearing this right now, that means you tuned in to Topology Live, man. You can go ahead and call in at 657-383-1231. You did. Gotta say big shots out, man. The V-I-S, man. T-S, candles and wax melts. Also, Femo, bath and hand soap. Make sure y'all go check them out on social media and order you something. You did. Hey, request all that jerky music right here on the only crown jerky playlist on the internet, baby. Chop on it. Radio Network. Man, how that is. Let's work. Keep it jerky. Yo, what it do? This the Mister, and I'm checking in for the homie man, Cherry Pop. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out on all major streaming platforms. Y'all already know whole lot of pop shit at Cherry Pop. Also, make sure you go check out on social media, man. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and don't forget to check out on all major streaming platforms. That's Cherry Pop. Yeah, bitch, I'm really pulling hit. I think I'm really pulling It's pop 
What the fuck you think this is? What the fuck they think this is? It's pop. What the fuck y'all think this is? I'm what y'all bitches really wish y'all thought y'all is.
Christmas, the gas on the Show me, baby. 
all sometimes get downwind, man, in the direction that the wind is blowing. Just sometimes, man, we all get it, man, in our own life and our own personal ways. You did. Big shots out to Tyrone Hill, man. Femo Cole with it, man. We rocking with him. We got him. And he got some new music coming on the way, man. So y'all make sure to stay tuned and stay plugged up for that, man. We back on Topology Live in the AM, man, to get you going. So we've been discussing, man, deep, deep discussion, especially when it comes to these letters, man. Uh, and we're having a great discussion going on, man. So this one right here, man, we got to get it started. It's from Pervious Smith. I right, interviewed in 1938, Kansas, at the age of 94. He was born in 1844, Virginia, enslaved Missouri. All right, so Elatha, Kansas, man. And if you are Chopaholic, man, you tune in to Chop on the radio, you probably didn't hear Petty Murphy, man. You just caught the Petty Murphy project that was just on Saturday night. You'll catch Petty Murphy, man. That's his neck of the woods, Olathe, Kansas, man. How cool. So, Olathe, Kansas, May 12th, man. Spring in Olathe officially has arrived because of Premise Smith, all right? A 94-year-old Negro daily climbs the steps of the courtyard, courthouse yard bandstand and settles on the bench there to sit throughout the day smoking his corncob pipe and seldom speaking unless spoken to. The aged Negro is percent, but he can be surprisingly valuable when interested. Sonny, he would say, you, young fellas, you know what you read in the papers. But me, I know what I know because I have seen it with my own eyes. I was a little boy swishing the flies off the table with a brush when Robert E. Lee was eating dinner and talking about how someday it looked like the South was going to have to go to war against the North. I have heard Mr. Lee say with my own ears that he would stay with his state of Virginia if a war came. So born a slave. My last name is Smith because I was born into slavery and my master's name was Jezebel Smith. You probably never heard of him, Sonny, but he owned a big farm, about 300 darkies on Lexington Road in Independence, Missouri. Yes, sir, Jezebel Smith moved from Virginia to, in, to Independence in 1844, the same year I was born. I stayed on his place in Virginia until I was seven or eight years old. Then Jezebel Smith moved me to Independence. He was a fine gentleman, and he was about 70 years old. He married a young and beautiful woman. She was Miss Ann Eliza Ken, and she had more admirers than most any woman in the country in those days. All of the donkeys sure thought of Miss Ann. Then Jezebel, he died. In a few years, Miss Ann married John W. Pope. Sonny, if you don't know who he was, why he served on General Price's staff in the Civil War, he was a colonel. When he, when the war broke out, they moved us darkies first to Arkansas, and then to Memphis, and then to Vicksburg. I was two miles from Vicksburg, and I was 21 years old, and I was set free. To a story of murder. This has come from Pervious Smith, man. 94 years old. A story of murder. The old former slave tells a story that probably lives most vividly of his recollections, man. Of his recollections. It's kind of wicked. Sunny. But I see it with my own eyes. And it's just to show you what happened when Minister Pope went off to war and left us darkies and charged in the overseer. This overseer's name was John Ashby. And he had a terrible temper. One day us darkies was cutting cane 
and actually got mad at my uncle and gave him flogging to the blood run down his back. Man, hold on. I got my brand ambassador over here going crazy. It's my protector, man, in the background. Y'all hear him, man. Sprinkle, dink, dink. But, man, let's get back to the story, man. She's vicious. If you come around here, man, I got a Pomeranian that'll bite your toenails off your big toe. I'm telling you, she real wild. She get down like that, you dig? But let's get back to it. Okay. Chill out. I'm on the radio show. Be rude. That's called being rude. Let's get it, man. So, his uncle said, someday I will get free, and someday I will get you for this. John asked, well, sir, years later, me and my uncle were free, and we were sitting on the riverbank talking. This same John Ashby came riding by on a horse, and he recognized him. He got off his horse and came over like he wanted to be friendly. My uncle didn't say a word, but he picked up John Ashby and threw him out in the river. Every time John Ashby would start to crawl up on the bank, my uncle would hit him on the head with a stick and throw him back in the river. Finally, he drowned. It was kind of a wicked, but I saw it with my own eyes. A steam roster boat. After Premise had been set free, he took a job as a rustabout on the Robert E. Lee steamboat, flying between St. Louis and New Orleans. He spent only six months at his job. Sonny was the hardest working man I ever done. I couldn't stand any more of it. Then he returned to Independence, and in 1857, he came to a Latha for several years. He led relief horses between Kansas City and the Latha for stagecoaches that ran between Kansas City and Poland. He worked at various jobs until he was in advanced age. All right, so an introvert reader, he was taught to read after his slavery days was over. Sonny, he concludes, I don't think I'm bragging, but I think maybe I know more than some other folks because I know what I read in the papers, and besides that, I know what I've seen with my own eyes long before they were born. And that reached the clipping Kansas City, Missouri Times in May 13th, 1948. So that was publicly published in the clippings uh, in the Kansas City uh, newspaper, man, Kansas City, Missouri newspaper times in May 13th, 1938, Pervious Smith. You did. So let's go ahead, man. We got to get Stefan the Phenom on. We got to get Jack the Fisher on to get their thoughts on that right there, man. So Jack the Fisher, man, what's your thoughts on that interview from the one and only Mr. Pervious Smith? I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty accurate. And, like, I mean, like, just sitting there, I was really just kind of thinking back on some of the times, you know what I'm saying, that I spoke with my grandpa, who, you know what I'm saying, who lived to be 103, and this was back in the 90s, you know what I mean? And, like, some of the stuff he was telling me, you know what I mean, was pretty much sort of similar, you know, to some of the things that, you know what I'm saying, happened to uh, Pervious, you know what I mean, in his life growing up, you know what I mean? Like, my grandpa told me, you know what I mean, that, like, his grandpa and them, you know what I mean, they came from a plantation in Mississippi, you know what I mean? When they was freed, he ended up, my great-grandfather ended up killing somebody. That's how they ended up here in Oklahoma. Wow. Wow. See, that's that history, man. That's the history. Stephon, what's your thoughts? Oh man, that's crazy. That's 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 crazy. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to to the uh to the mascot in the background who was protecting you. They <laughs> <laughs> okay. She was going off like man, what's going on? What's going on over there, man? What's going on? And she going off on that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, I got the most busy Pomeranian the on the planet, man. 
<laughs> oh, the real shout out to her. But um, back to that though. It this goes to show you. This goes to show you that you have to talk to these elders and find out what really happened. Because he pointed out some things that he seen with his own eyes, and then not to mention he was a free man by the age of twenty one. And then on top right. of that, he didn't know he didn't know how to read at all until he got out of slavery, which is crazy. Which is crazy though. I mean, you know I mean, you can't really say nothing about nothing unless you hear from an elder that's been there and done that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It, it, that's, that's crazy. Bad luck. That's, that's crazy bad right there. Mm-hmm. That's real, man. That's real. And like I said, I I, I was blown away uh, about it too, man. But you know what I mean. Even the fact when he was talking about um his his owner, the dude Jezebel Smith, okay, he was on. You know, he was a part of a farm, a farm with about three hundred others. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, and, and, and man, and at that time, you know, it it, it just it just put in, in, in retrospect, man, how some of those farms where you had thousands and then some you had hundreds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, uh, to be there. He talked about being there hearing Robert E. Lee speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? About, about going to war with the North. That that right there for history and historians. This man was there when Robert E. Lee was talking about going to war with the fam North, man. That's the civil, you know, around the civil, that's the civil war that he talked yeah. about. Yeah. Right. Damn. You see what I'm saying? Now, nobody on Robert right. E. Lee's side would ever say anything about Mr. Pervious Smith being there. I ain't yeah, never heard crazy. none of the historians mention Mr. Pervious Smith. Never said his name or nothing. Ain't that a damn shame? But he was the man yeah, that, that was that, right there that heard Robert E. Lee talking about going to war with the damn North, man. Right, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That conversation, that conversation wasn't a private conversation. That conversation wasn't a confidential. Well, they must, they might have thought it was confidential because they had slaves in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is, but this is, this is how close our our ancestors, man. This is how close they have been next to his history moments since they since they got here, since they they brought them here, since they got here. They have always stood next to almost every single historical event. Have always stood in the trenches. Have always stood somewhere in the room. Stood somewhere in the line, man. And back in those days, a lot of them heard a lot of information because the positions that they had put the slaves in. So you got a lot of people mm-hmm. who washed clothes, women that washed clothes that heard what the mistress, the mistress, what she was saying, the wife was saying. You got a lot of people that worked at the uh, table putting out the uh, silverware and stuff. They heard some things that the master and his associates and other masters was talking about while they was eating at the table and stuff. So, you know what I mean? Certain ones got to hear certain stuff and was around certain times, but they don't tell us about it and they don't want to bring it out 
because it's it's important to know why these people was plotting on this. At the same time, they fighting the war, right, for their reason. But here it is, yes, you got slaves sitting right here in the meeting room. Right. You, fight, you know what I mean? You fighting, you know what I'm saying? But you fighting for your rights to keep slaves. <laughs> you fighting for your rights to keep them. You know what I'm saying? So you fighting for your way at that time. They were you fighting for something that you feel was your right. But then here it is, yeah. you got slaves who, 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 who would rather be free if given the option. Come on, man. Crookedness has always been their thing. Man. That, that, that don't even, and, and the reason why I clash is because that, that don't even, that, that don't even fit right, man. You can't say you fighting for your rights and then deny others' theirs. Right. True, man, true, man, true. It's just wild, man. It's crazy. And then you hear, like I said, you, you related to these times now, man, in different things in different ways. You know what I mean? Uh, say <laughs> mentally. It's a lot of things mentally, like key number one, what we're doing right now and what we're discussing right now has been subtracted out of kids' history every year. Every year, a little bit more subtracted, a little bit more not talked about. Every year, to the point to where you get to with things like what we're talking about right now, to certain generations, is going to be antique. Just hearing people discuss it is going to be antique, man. And they put so much other stuff in our kids' faces and in our faces that's interesting to oh, us, yeah. entertaining to us. We don't take the time to get back to, you know, like the history. Mm-hmm. Because, see, a history, you got to think about they, it for a kid. A history book or, uh, say, an iPad, you know what I mean, with the Internet on it. You know what I'm saying? But they could use the internet to get up and look up the book, but you think about it. Give a kid all the way up to just 21 years old. Say that. You can go to 25 in most cases, man. Hell, most cases you can go up to 40. But you give them a book or you give them electronic. Nine times out of ten, they're going to pick that electronic. Oh, yeah. And that's actually crazy. So they missing all nah. that information that's in that book that you, us, me, us are right here and other people that we didn't got or, or that we'll go get. They missing that all that information in those pages, man. To the to the fact that they don't even really know certain things about their ancestral history. And nah, you know but I'm gonna I'm, I'm add, I'm, add something to that. You know, go ahead. Um, yeah. Talking about how to, how all of that was going on back in the day, you yeah, I, I I I I probably not the only one, but have y'all seen the movie Roots? That yeah. talks about what was really going on back in the day, how people was getting their foot chopped off and everything, how they was raping the women because they weren't listening. Man, that that was just That's crazy real. back then, man. It was uh, real. Yeah. It was real crazy back then. They had, man. Yeah, man. And, and, and let me just—I I just want to read a little excerpt just from the book, man, so people can get an understanding of just some insight on why they create. You know, this book, man. It's pretty powerful, man. I know Miss Jack the Blackbird. She had a chance to uh, read some as well, man. Shout out to Sid. So you know, this is what the excerpt here in the book, man. And it's, this you can find this on page. 603 of the book. 
but it says amateur and professional historian. You know, well, let me do it right, man. No, let, let's do it right, man. Before we get into that, man, they got a beautiful poem, man, that, that goes right along with it. And it starts out, we have not forgotten the prayers you pray, black fathers or black mothers, kneeling in the cabin gloom, debased yet in your heart, bearing high springtime pageantries of faith. We have not forgotten your morning hope, more burning than the sun of cotton fields, upon dark shackled limbs, nor songs your anger suckle. These are the vital flesh and blood of any strength we had. These are the soil from which our souls strict meaning came. We grew the roots of all our dreams of freedom's wide and legendary spring. And if we keep our love for this American earth, black fathers or black mothers, believing that its fields will bear for us at length a harvesting of sun, it has become your spirit's walk. Beside us as we plow, it is because this land has grown from your great deathless hearts. And that was by Robert E. Hayden. All right, very, very touching on that one right there, man. So amateur and professional historians, folklorists, and anthropologists, man, played a large role in recording black views of bondage in the later half of the 19th and early years of the 20th century. Often they urged literate former slaves to write their autobiographies or encouraged black students to record the story of their uh, parents' enslavement. While collecting material for books, they occasionally sought out former slaves and interviewed them. Officers of historical societies collected narratives recorded by private individuals, called upon, or paid members to interview former slaves, and then had the accounts published or arranged meetings where they were read. From a methodological standpoint, interviewing techniques vary greatly. Folklorists and anthropologists use the stories collected from former slaves as the basis for articles on black life and culture. Although quoting liberally from the interviews, they almost never published the stories in their entirety. The narratives of former slaves written by their relatives were usually the least systematic. These interviews rarely quoted the bondsmen drew information haphazardly from several family members and were often extremely laudatory. Some professional historians were not much better. All right, Frederick Brinkhoff had a distributing habit of recording snippets from casual conversations he had had with former slaves. Uh, so whatever else he learned from the blacks, Bancroft really preserved their views on anything except those touching on his major scholarly interest, the interest in slave trade. The few completed in, uh, interviews retained in his papers are generally very short and extremely limited in focus. The local historians were somewhat more systematic, but they usually summarized most of what the blacks told them about bondage and concentrated chiefly on their lives after slavery or their exploits in the local area. Fortunately, many persons were skillful interviewers. Their overriding concern was to collect historical data. Tuskegee's, Tuskegee's Thomas Monroe Campbell, for instance, talked to several former Alabama slaves in an effort to preserve some very valuable history for the African-American Negro in the general public. Nowhere was the spirit manifested more intensely than in Hampton Institute. Mr. M. and F. Armstrong and Helen W. Ludlow interviewed several Virginia blacks who had been held slaves and included their stories in 1874, History of the School to Illustrate the Life of Bondage and Freedom and to preserve the scattered fragments of the past that were so rich 
empathetic, characteristic, characteristic interest. So basically, man, what it's telling you is it's a lot of people out there that have wrote books about slavery based on uh, interviews with slaves. But a lot of those interviews, just like a lot of books and teachings that man touched, sometimes they only give what is piques their interest or what suits their narrative that they're trying to push. So when you got people that's taking what real slaves say and only putting certain parts of what they want people to know out there, then you can kind of guide people's knowledge of what you're trying to teach them. But when you give it to them raw, straight from what the people have said themselves, you leave the door open for the person that's listening, the audience. You leave the door open for that person to be able to understand and come to an understanding within themselves. Not one guided by man's ultimately, um, his reaction is ultimately to get the outcome that he's wanting instead of allowing the audience to get their own outcome. And that's what we try to do, and that's why I believe this book here is, 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 is super cool because it gives you yourself, the audience, or the reader, or the audience, a chance to hear and to read from actual slaves and get your own viewpoint, get your own understanding of the situation that you just read or you just heard. You know what I mean? Not so much as being guided to a final opinion or a final idea, a final uh, outcome. When it's guided that way, man, you kind of take out the free choice when it comes to reading. And a lot of books push that. A lot of books will push you to only a one-way side of thinking about the whole matter. Now, with these letters, man, we didn't heard about. And, and they, they have you thinking that all slaves, we're not saying slavery was good at all. That is never what we're going to say. You'll never hear us say that. But what, what I'm saying is you'll have them, you'll read certain contexts and certain books that are reputable, and they'll never tell you about certain slaves that did get treated well or certain slaves that bought themselves out of uh, certain situations, bought their wives, bought their families, bought themselves, owned land, or just different things like this, worked so many years for nothing, and end up getting their land. You don't hear certain things like this because it's a guided narrative. They want you to uh, uh, arrive at the end point that they have already predetermined for you, and that's not teaching. That's not teaching, man. That's forcing... One way of thinking, and on all books, some manipulation. We say, "Come on." I said, "Manipulation." Manipulation. There it is, just right there. Manipulation. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. And then it's in a lot of textbooks, a lot of uh, history books. They even touch some of our, our religious books. You know what I mean? But and unless you read and study these type of things, you know what I mean? You won't get to get a better understanding. I don't believe we will all get the uh, the complete understanding, but we can get a better understanding. To be able to get the complete understanding, we had to be there. You know what I mean? To get the complete understanding. I don't care about them professors that be preaching. Hey, man, I mean, they be teaching in the schools and colleges. I respect them all. But to, to be able to tell the people you got complete understanding of what slaves went through and what slavery was like in those times, you had to be there. We can go from their own words, and we can get our views on it. We can get how we feel from a uh, uh, real accounts, but we can't tell you 100% exactly what it meant 
to just wake up and be black or be a Negro in those times based on what we know in our life. We can't tell you that because it hasn't happened. <laughs> like like them. Now, going jobs and being denied because you got braids or you being passed over for uh, um, a promotion because you're black and the other guy's white or the other guy's whatever, you know, or because you're Latino, because you're Mexican, you're Native American, and you get passed over for Yeah, we can speak on those things all day long, not getting services that you're supposed to need or services not helping you at a certain time. They help others way quicker. You see all our murders, and every time we commit crimes, but when other races commit crimes, you don't really see them. Depending on what they look like, if they look like Michael Phelps, you'll never see about their crimes. No, no knocking to Michael Phelps. I'm just saying, it's real. It's just real deal, and the manipulation is very real. So, people, it's just my viewpoint, though, man. It's my viewpoint, man. I believe a lot of people need to, especially in this time that we've been under, people say quarantine, stay-at-home orders, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, man. It's been a real, a lot of time, man, for people to really do some reading, do some researching, find out the real truth about certain stuff, find out what happened to the ancestors instead of just going off of what they taught you in school. It's so much more out there that you'll never know if you just go off for of that little bit of history that they taught all of us when we was in school, that's not the big picture. That's not the doesn't. It, it gives us an idea. What they gave you then caps you into it. The rest is up on you and all of us to go find the real truth and find out the real experience. And the textbooks ain't gonna get you that. And more and more, I don't even think the kids study that shit in school no more. Uh, we, I mean, uh, Femo, uh, Jack the Fisherman, is, is your kids or, or kids that you know, are they still studying that history in school? Not at all. See what I'm saying? That's so the plan. You got to be assertive and do it The plan worked. The plan to take that history, how they was, because when I remember just even in, when I was at Hilldale, during the time, and they only did it during Black History Month. Hilldale is a predominantly white school, if anybody don't know that. In Muscogee, Oklahoma, predominantly white. A lot more blacks are going there now, but then it was still predominantly white. Uh, we used The teacher used to actually sit home and note for my mama to sign to make sure it was cool for me to be able to sit in there with the rest of the students and watch Uncle Ben's cabin. You know what I mean? And then, like, even when it came yeah. time to get ready to watch the movie, the teacher would call me outside the class and talk to me just to make sure I was comfortable with walking. You know what I'm saying? And I've been telling people, like, man, I remember being a kid, and we talking about middle school, sixth grade, you know, being in some places in Oklahoma as a sports player, having uh, people throw stuff at me, pour stuff on me, ride me, take my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, out of everybody's shit in the locker, my shit would be the only stuff come up missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, things like this, man, you know, that I went yeah. through. And it, it, it's so hard for people who, who never or who don't recognize it or who's never dealt with it, like, say, in a, in a real serious situation, man, it's real for hard for them to understand what our ancestors endured. You feel me? We get, we get a taste of it, but... 
it, yeah. I mean, we don't get beaten, whipped, and hung behind it. You know what I mean? Not saying, like, it, it's people who do getting beaten, whipped, and hung, but I'm saying if we do some of the things that they did back then, they actions would have been either death or then they're beaten to an inch of their life. Now we can do some of those things to where it's like not, it's not that punishment per se like they got. It just hit us when we come asking for a loan. That's when it hit us. Yeah. <laughs> when, we, when, look, when we get we want to start a business, that's what it is. You know what I mean? When we get famous mm-hmm. and we want to be real and teach other people about real stuff, that's when it hits us. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. the fear. That's Real the fear dumb. for for and it's ain't no diss to women at, at all. But one one of their biggest fears, no diss to no woman, but one of their biggest fears is a successful black man that has power to reach the man. Think about I, that. That's I, true though. Yeah, that's true though. It, though. And if that man is trying to help, and it's not knocking no women and not dissing no woman and nothing like that, this ain't about that. But if that man is actually a leader and trying to really say give the people some truth and some knowledge, and it goes contradictory to what uh, we say popular opinion says, it's going to be some problems, and that black man won't be in that position for too much longer. Exactly. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, <clears throat> yes, sir. Like, you know, I'm telling you, man, these times still exist. If a nigga get out of line, man, they're going to put you back in your place or they're going to get rid of you. You know what Real I mean? Quick. And they used to do the Real same quick. thing, back. you know what I'm saying, back in them days. You know what I mean? Get out mm-hmm. of line. See what happened to you. See what happened to you. And that's sad. It's, it's sad, but it's very real, man. It's very real. And even with even with the virus, I'm not blaming it on. I'm not gonna blame it on Trump that he created the virus and nothing like that, man. I ain't saying that. But just the fact, I'm just speaking on this fact right here of who it kills more. Okay, if that ain't a eye opener for non-believers, that should be a big eye opener. That should be a big eye opener. If it's man, if it's something that's man made, and it's not gonna affect all people as bad as it does other people. Come on, man. When God creates man, God created man, right? For man, He created woman. So mm-hmm. come on, you gotta put these together. If if you get poisoned, if you get fucking AIDS, and I give it to you, you're gonna get it. No matter if you black, white, Mexican, Spanish, it doesn't matter what you is. If I got it and I give it to you, you got it. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. it's gonna kill us all the same. It's gonna it's gonna take us down all the same. But how come it is a virus and these times right now just so happen to affect more and, more and you know in more numbers the minorities? Mm-hmm. It's man it's man uh, So when you was making this when uh, you was making uh, this, uh. did you have knowledge of what our prehistory was? And did that yeah, go they had, into they your had, way of thinking? But that's the thing. But that's the thing is though. Not only, not only, you know, what I'm saying, are we more susceptible, but as as a as a minority, we we also have less 
medical access. Come on. You know what I mean? So, you know, as as an African American, you know what I mean? You know, you know, we we you you got to admit, man, we self medicate. You know what I mean? As a people, we self medicate. You know, and we self medicate why? Because for one, we never really had access to you know what I'm saying to to, to medical and and dental and you know all this you know what I'm saying that we do have exactly. now. But but because it's been so stringent in the past, it's not you know we really don't look we don't look to it as an option. You know what I'm saying? Come on, with so it, like, man. Man, as, as the people, we gotta we gotta really educate ourselves, man. You know the Bible speak about generational curses, man. That yeah, you know I mean that deals with health as well as you know what I'm saying wealth and family and you know what I'm saying love and all you all the above, man. Like if That's the curve real. don't stop some, if it don't stop somewhere, how are we gonna ever break the curse? You know what I mean? And that's real. That's real. Man. That's real, man. That's real. And I'm glad you spoke on it and you gave that viewpoint because it's herbs and stuff that's natural, and we all know this. That is that is very good for us. But if if, mm-hmm. if people that's got power or got the ability. To touch the masses and come out and say some of these things about these natural things dealing with medicine that could be very effective for the causes. They come out and really say that and tell the truth. Not too much longer, man. They shut them up because they coming out right. telling you some real. They coming out telling you some real truth. They gonna shut them up. Exactly. And it's all been that way. But if you notice this, Doctor Oz can come out. And say whatever the hell he want to say, and they're not going to ever do that. They won't ever do it. They won't ever do it. If he come out and tell you, hey, man, go suck on some grass for two weeks, man, it's going to kill every disease and every bad thing in your body, they're not going to come out and say shit. See, and this, this what gets me. <laughs> they ain't, ain't going to say a word. And that's what gets me is like, man, I, I I can't understand how we as a people, man, is allowing ourselves to fall so far behind, man. Man, for real, for real. And and even when we read those declassified letters and stuff off in there too, man, it's an eye opener in that same instant because when you read those those declassified FBI documents from say times where. They were still where they had dropped slavery, but it was the Malcolm X times, Martin Luther King times. And you read some of them FBI documents from those times. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, man, we it's like for real, for real, our people should really wake the hell up and really, I'm, I'm going to say this straight up, man. All that voting, you can take it however you want to take it. That voting in the government and all that, man, ain't never been for us, ever. Whatever they give us to make us smile, that's what you do when you got a pet. You feed your pet to take care of your pet. You shelter your pet. You love you. You got to love on it sometimes. You got to show it discipline, but you keep it in its confines of your area where you want your pet to be. You don't let your pet go mm-hmm. spend months and months with your homie. You keep your pet where you want it to be. And if you do your research and you really peep it out, you'll see, man, even to this day, the fucking game ain't changed. It ain't about us as a people, man. They motives are based on money and power and control. 
Hey, hey, fa- hey, famo, famo. I'm, matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because of the simple fact that back in the day, they did treat us like pets. They treat us humans like we were their own pets. You know, they would beat on us. You know, they would, you know, do certain things to us, treating us like pets. And then on top right. of that, and then on top of that, the the uh, the 13th Amendment that was supposed to abolish slavery. 13th Amendment ain't even abolished slavery. We still slaves to this day. It's just not as bad as it was back then, like you said, though, famo. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not as bad as it was. It got, the 13th it got Amendment is supposed to abolish slavery. This shit ain't... Slavery ain't been abolished. It evolved. Right. It expanded. Yeah. And that and that sucks that that we that that it that that it happened like that. It's bad. Yeah, I'm gonna say it like this. They knew they and that's why when people give Abraham, we're gonna bring Miss Jack in before we get out of here, get her thoughts on all this as well. That's why when everybody be be showing love to Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln and, and if he in his speech, if he didn't put it out there clear for any American at that time or I come after him then you'll never understand it. When he said that he would have kept slavery if it would have made these people happy, and at the same time get rid of it to keep these people happy, that should let everybody know he didn't give a they, they don't give a damn about what go on with us. It's about making the people happy that they in cahoots with, whether that be business partners, whether it be connections, money, incentives, whatever the fuck that is, that's who they worried about making happy. That's who they worried about making laws and passing laws. They don't, they don't, it's not about the people, man. We, they look at us like sheep in the past. Abraham Lincoln said it. He wasn't, he wasn't just a man who wanted to just come out and abolish slavery. And he wasn't a man mm-hmm. who just said, I'm just totally against it. He wanted to please everybody. So he wanted to please the people who believed in having slaves. Come the fuck on. Mm. Why the fuck do we celebrate him? Why do we speak on him in a high regard when here's a man who would have, if he could, kept slavery? If he could, hey, he would have kept it. But, he said it. What a lot of people fail to realize. Right, is, people, but people, at, not, at that people time, don't read that. People don't slaves, read that. Bro. Like, even right. at that time, Abraham Lincoln still has, he has slaves. Exactly. Come on. That's what our government is about. Femo, put it out there for you. Manipulation. Manipulation, man. When you can manipulate, when you have the power, and when we saying, we ain't saying some power like uh, Merlin the Magician, man. We ain't saying that. What we saying is when you have the resources to broadcast your message on a wide range to the masses, and you have the resources to do that whenever you want to, draw the attention whenever you need, and set the precedent for what's coming after what you say. That's what we're talking about when it comes, when we say power. And these people who do have that power in history have been have came in form of politicians in our country. Every time an activist, what they want to say, an activist stands up outside of that circle and does the same thing that these politicians are supposed to do, what happens? They get silenced. 
Right. You, they only want you. You see that? That's what they've been showing. That's what is. That's what they've always shown. And when, and it just so happens there has been a lot of black leaders, a lot of minority leaders, man, that have stood up outside of their world. You can say outside of their schoolhouse. Stood up and did ex- and, and was for exactly what the politicians campaigning to this damn day. What they campaigning for, that's the exact same thing you can look at for Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They was both campaigning for some of the same shit. But they ain't taking, they ain't shutting these people out. I don't see how America, I don't see how us black folk, I don't see how we get caught up in the government shit and oh yeah, this and this and this when they've been showing us the whole time, man, they don't give a damn about us. It's manipulation. It's manipulation to keep the control and keep the power and keep the money flowing to the top. That that ain't the karate, man. That's the karate. (laughs) Say straight up. Yeah, let everybody know. But that's why I say it's a movie on Netflix called, uh, is it The Level? The Platform. It's called The Platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen that. Let me get Miss Jack on because we're going to get her thoughts on, on this too. But this movie called The Platform, man, is different. It's kind of like a, it's not a jail, but kind of like a jail. But I guess you volunteer to go into this platform. So on this platform, it's different <laughs> levels. And I'm not going to share the whole movie, but the food they prepare, they ask you, what's your favorite dish? So everybody, you know, tell them their favorite dish once you get into the program or whatever it is. So the, this table, big-ass table. From end to end, is filled with food. From end to end, everybody's favorite dish on there is on there, right? And it starts at level yeah. zero. That same table is on a platform that drops down. It goes from zero to level one, all right? You got two people in a cell in a room on each level. You got over 200 and some levels. That platform with that same food goes down to feed everybody, right? So just think about that That one table, big-ass table. You can think about a big-ass table where all your family members get together and all the food be on there. That table, whatever's on there, y'all eat whatever you eat, it drops down. Go to the next level. You got so much time to eat, then it drops down. Go to the next level. You got so much to eat, and it drops down. So you think about it. If you say it's over 200-something levels, so if you at level 100, the fuck is you eating? If you at level 200, <laughs> and it's two of y'all in the same, they like that, who the hell you think you finished to eat? That other the mindset in the movie. You feel me? The mindset in the movie, and and it's like the top get everything, the pickings, everything they want, all of this, da 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 da, the best thing. But the people, as far as you go down in society or in levels, it gets more yeah. shitty, more shitty, more shitty. Till you get down, in my perspective of the movie, till you get down to the homeless who out on the streets who don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
You see, but I ain't gonna tell you the cool stuff about the movie. Y'all, y'all gotta go check it out. But it, it's it's a it's a movie that'll make you think like, damn, it's called Platforms. It's different levels. That that'll jump out to okay. you there. Big ass feast, turkey, shrimp, Escobar. I mean, whatever the fuck you can think of is on this big ass table. And you mean to tell me, yeah, each these two people and it's over two hundred and something levels. And you can see, I mean, each time it go down, man, the people above level, man, was spitting on the table, pissing on the table. Yeah. I, I mean, man, and then think about it. You say, Ugh, I'm not eating that. The people above me just pissed on it. Okay, then don't eat it. Then what the fuck you going to ever eat? Yeah. Hey. Man, it's a good and they all allowed to bring one item. When they first go in, they allowed to bring one item with them. One man on there took him one man on there took him a motherfucking getting some stay sharp. Put it like this. He didn't ever miss no meals, and he was on the bottom level before. Oh, wow. Like you said, if that tray come down, and if that table come down, and you ain't got no food on there, and you ain't ate, shit, that, that person <laughs> that's on the other side of that cell start looking good to you. Say it's about I to go down. I all the motherfuckers a Okay, first of all, I want to talk about this. When uh, people say slavery, slavery days are over with. No, y'all just have a new way of enslaving us as black people. You know, so slavery has never been over with, period. Okay, I had one white lady ask me this one time. If slavery has slavery has been over so long ago, why do y'all still talk about it? First of all, slavery is over for y'all because you have white privilege. It's never been over for us. This is our history. We're going to always learn about our history. We're going to always pass our history down to our children from one generation to the next. Because it's where we came from. Period. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't want to talk about it because you know some of your ancestors had a lot to do with the shit. You know, mm-hmm. we gonna talk about it. We gonna speak about it. And if you ever heard me uh, say my poem, speak out. I talk about how you know we speak out, but you know they hush us when we get too outspoken. Right. But the simple fact is, right. now right. we're talking about shit you don't want us to talk about, shit that you are hiding, but we're going to say it, we're going to talk about it, we're going to speak about it. You'll find a different way to silence us. Mm-hmm. It's always a different way to silence us. You know, once you make that threat really towards is. our family, we be quiet, we shut down. You know what I'm saying? We don't give a damn about what you mm-hmm. do to us. But when you start talking about killing our families, we're going to shut down. We're going to sit back. We're going to be quiet. Well, guess what? We're no longer being quiet. There's only so many of us that y'all can kill at one time. Y'all are steady. You know what I'm saying? 
putting things out here to kill us and we're steady surviving. Y'all don't understand that y'all don't get it. Y'all don't like it. We come from a history of fucking fighters. We come from a history of motherfucking survivors. So we're going to continue to survive. That's real. So you better continue to keep doing what the fuck you're doing because we're still going to be right here. You're no longer able to shut us down the way that you want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes, yeah. we're going to speak about it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about it. You're going to hate it. You're going to find another way to shut us down. We're going to stand right back up, and somebody else is going to speak. Then somebody else is going to speak. Then somebody else is going to speak. We're going to continue to do that. <laughs> Why? Yes, because we come from a line of fighters and survivors. And if you think we're going to give the fuck up now, you got a long, 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 long time of motherfucking waiting. You can continue to wait <laughs> because we're still right here. Right. <laughs> man, I definitely right uh, appreciate y'all viewpoint, man. It's been an awesome show. We definitely gonna get it in again, man. We got to later on tonight. We got Sippy Bar live on air, man. So that's gonna be jerking. Everybody, make sure you stay tuned. Tune in for that, man. Hey, Miss Jack the Blackbird, appreciate mm-hmm. you. Uh, Jack the official no family, you already know, man. We got it jerking over this way, nonstop, baby. We gonna get it in. Stefan the appreciate Stefan the man, for rocking with us, man, doing yeah. his thing. And being very vocal as well, man. So, man, hey, everybody, stay safe. Check on your people. Keep your eyes and ears open, man. Till next time, baby, we up out of here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.